Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing the six pillars of intimacy and the power this framework has to transform your marriage. There's a quote from Joyce Meyer that says, when you are tempted to give up, your breakthrough is probably just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And as we talk about the six pillars of intimacy, I just want you to know that this framework really does become the breakthrough Mm -hmm. for your marriage. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to celebrate you and what you're doing in your marriage, right? What you've done to create transformation. This hug actually comes from a review from the Six Pillars of Intimacy book that starts off with, wow, just read through this book in one sitting, complete with highlighting, note-taking, and a lot of thinking. I love that you were able to sit down and just read it in one sitting. Mm -hmm. As I've just come out of the roommate scenario, as well as feeling emotional intimacy outside of our marriage, we've recently started to rebuild our relationship and our pillars. Each chapter and each pillar struck a chord with me. For the first time in over 15 years, we're connecting again. Mm. We took our first child-free vacation in over 10 years. Okay, happy dance. Absolutely. Everybody is applauding you for taking a child-free vacation. And we're falling in love all over again. We've been married for 22 years. We're acting like kids again, enjoying each other, making time and connecting. This book was what I needed to find the focus, identify each pillar as a separate source of strength and foundation, and to move forward to rebuild and maintain my relationship with my husband. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And hey, we're here to tell you that you can now get the full length, the six pillars of intimacy book. The Secrets to an Extraordinary Marriage. You can go grab that right now at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the six pillars of intimacy. And it's really exciting that, you know, after almost 12 years, it'll be 12 years um, in January of 22, 12 Mm -hmm. years of doing this show that, that today we're bringing it all together. Right. You know, because when you've been doing something for as long as Tony and I have, Tony and I have been married for 25 years. Like Mm -hmm. I just said, the show is going to be turning 12 here shortly. Oh my gosh. You find that there's a lot to reflect on and you actually get to see the patterns. Absolutely. Right. And and you start to see, okay, what, what are the shifts? What are those monumental points? And, and, you know, we realized during our 60 days of sex challenge, which was episode 001, if you all have not listened to it, um, just give grace when you listen. Remember that show is almost 12 years old. So give grace to Tony and Lisa if you go back and listen to episode one. Any of any of our earlier episodes. Right. But especially the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please understand that that was, you know, in January 2010. Mm-hmm. And Elise and I have grown over the years as well. And, and, I, and I just want to just put some context why we still continue to keep all of our episodes available. A lot of podcasters take episodes down and all this. The reason we keep it up 
for you guys is so that if you do decide to go back, one, there's vital information and there's some golden nuggets in a lot of the episodes. And yet the other reason is because we we want you to hear a journey, Mm -hmm. a journey of a married couple who got behind some microphones and talked from week to week about things that are happening real life. Sometimes you guys have heard episodes of just, you're probably going like, why are Tony and Lisa talking about that? Because that's where we are in life and that's what's happening. So just always remember that it's a journey and it's the same one you're on as well. Well, and you know, it was, it became clear to us as we were doing, going back to episode one, as we were doing that 60 day sex challenge, that it wasn't just our sexual intimacy being impacted. Right. Initially, like I will tell you and I will tell anyone that asks when Tony first proposed the 60 day sex challenge, I really only thought it was going to be the sex. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I thought I was agreeing to. That's all I think I was asking for. Well, yeah. I mean, because we didn't know. <laughs> we, we didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen when we made our marriage a priority. But, but the reality is, is that you know, as we were going through that two month period, we started to see that that our conversations were changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I have vivid memories of conversations. You know, from that period of time, I, I can tell you exactly where we were. I can tell you what the sunlight looked like. I can tell you the vehicle we were driving. Like it was so significant. I, I can tell you that the conversations and how we were handling our finances shifted. The time that we spent together. Like I remember laughing for probably the first time in years during that sixty day sex challenge. One, I'm not prone to laughter. It's I, I tend to be more of a pessimist. But I remember finding things really funny. And I remember you finding those things funny. Right when we were like, it wasn't always the most opportune. In, in, right, time. right there in the moment of foreplay and sort of like turning into going to the next level, and, and also trying to pray together. And praying together. That, that yeah. was the time that, I thought that, that was, was really. But fun. that was an early. That was an early time for us tr- trying that. And what would it look like to to strengthen our spiritual intimacy? Mm-hmm. These were all things that that were happening at that point in time, and mm-hmm. and. You know, each one of those back then when we did the 60 day sex challenge was really a seed mm-hmm. for what would become the six pillars of intimacy. We didn't know it Absolutely. at the time. You know, we thought back then that that intimacy was just about sex. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why when Tony said, you know, we're going to do the 60 day sex challenge. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to be, you know, he's check the box for Tony. For, I literally I thought I was doing it for him. But what I didn't know was how much our marriage was going to get out of it when when we focused on one another, when we were intentional, when we started to look at our marriage as more than just this place for, you know, great sex or great conversations, but we started really going, wait a minute, there are multiple, there are multiple areas that, that we have to relate to one another. There are multiple opportunities for us to build connection and closeness and intimacy. And, and we didn't know that when we got married for us, it took, you know, I mean, that was what your, was that year 11 that we mm-hmm. did the 60 day second? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're year, we were already into this whole marriage thing, 11 years. Yeah. And we've just had the privilege since January, 2010, studying our own marriage. Mm-hmm. Lisa and I, you know, we come behind these microphones and we talk and then afterwards we'll, we'll come off of these. And, and there are things that come up throughout the week and, and we're, we're, we're just engaging one another. Mm-hmm. We're, we're learning, we're picking up books. We're, you know, reading our own books and I feel like we have just been on this journey of growing, strengthening our own marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and over this time, studying marriages, studying right. your guys' marriages as you, you share with us what's going on in your marriage and, and hearing from you guys. It, it's been an amazing 12-year journey. Absolutely. And, you know, Tony just said that, you know, about the messages that we got from you guys, because we started in January of 2010 and we started getting messages back, I would say the end of January, beginning of February Mm -hmm. about 
The you, first one we got was from Alaska. Yes. And we were we were like shocked. We're like, how is anybody even finding this so this true. show in Alaska? And then others began to trickle in and more. And, Colorado, yeah. Ohio, you yeah. know, throughout throughout the United States and around the world. And and you know, as you would share your marriages with us, right? You know, I, I talked you know just a minute ago about how you know with the gift of time, you really start to see the patterns. You start to notice mm-hmm. what's happening. And and as a married couple, you see what's going on in your own marriage. And and when you've got friends, you see the patterns that are developing in other areas. But but we would hear from you guys about you know this idea that that communication or how you relate to one another emotionally it wasn't just the words that you were speaking to one another this emotional intimacy was about you know how to break the cycles of conflict or how to break the cycles of ineffective communication how to deal with the nonverbal language we got to a point where where so many of you were like why is it that every touch has to lead to sex and that's where we really got into this place that physical intimacy isn't sex yeah it's, it's that non-sexual touch it's why when you hear us talk about the six pillars, there's a physical intimacy pillar and there's a sexual intimacy pillar because they're they're not the same. And even if you're not touchy feely, you can still have strong physical intimacy in your marriage, right? We we started to learn as you guys would communicate to us about what was going on in your finances that that one financial intimacy is something that's meant to be discussed in marriage. It has to be that it's more than just you know how much you spend at Target or how much is the car payment, but it really is an opportunity. I mean, literally, you guys, I, just yesterday I was having a coaching client, coaching call. We spent the entire session talking about financial intimacy. Well, it, an entire session talking about money and payments and the, the the power struggle and the back and forth. Yeah, and and even for us, just getting into diving into life insurance mm-hmm. and, and trusts and wills and long-term. So all those sort of things that end up in financial intimacy. Absolutely. You know, with the spiritual intimacy, you know, discovering that, that it's actually an intimacy that is that your spiritual, your faith walk is actually a journey that's meant to be shared, mm-hmm. that it grows as you're able to bring those conversations into your marriage as you're able to pray together, as you're able to, to share in that aspect of your life, express, yeah. express it. You know, we learned from a lot of you that recreational intimacy 100% matters that that having fun and sharing experience is is actually more important after the wedding than before yeah like, absolutely that's true like it is so important that you continue to have fun after you've slipped the f- rings on each other's fingers mm-hmm. it's critical it's critical it's why now like i just burst out laughing when i think i'm being funny in our family and tony and abby will just look at me and i'm like look i'm funny and i know it so you know <laughs> we just continue to have fun and finally you know from all of the messages and what you all have shared and what we've seen in our own marriage we've learned that sexual intimacy isn't just sex mm-hmm. right it's not just intercourse and it isn't something to be overlooked or dismissed or even weaponized We've learned that sexual intimacy from romance to initiating to foreplay and sexual intercourse, it all matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, why the six pillars are so important is that what we've, what we've realized and our heart for each and every one of you is that you understand that your marriage isn't one dimensional. That it wasn't intended to be one dimensional and that you have the ability to put a framework in place that allows you to to strengthen every aspect of your marriage and to do it together as a team. And and that's, what's so critical because there are a lot of tools and resources out there that will put husband and wife against each other. And the six pillars literally to lift up a pillar takes a team. 
No one person can raise a pillar by themselves, but each person can get involved. In this case, each spouse Mm-hmm. can get involved and say, what can I do? And how, how do I look at these six pillars and say, this is the framework that is going to be responsible for our breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that after this break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. First things first, you know, as we come back and we're talking about the six pillars of intimacy, you have to know what they are. Because if you don't know what they are, then, and actually I want you to describe this, Tony, because you, you have this concept, you know, of people grasping for air. And I love the way you do that when you're talking about the six pillars. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't want to try and like, appropriate your language yeah so explain why the six why knowing the six pillars is so important yeah i think over the years the biggest thing is what i have learned when i would talk to a guy and and we're talking about his marriage i I would see sort of the wheels turning Mm -hmm. and him trying to share what's going on Mm -hmm. and and i'd see this just at church meeting with with guys from the one family when we're at conferences when we're doing and i always felt like here's somebody there's something going on in the marriage and yet what is it? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just, for me, likened it to, Hey, there's a bunch of stuff up in the clouds and, and I'm trying to grab something cause I'm, I'm trying to just get a hold of something so I can share what's going on. And, and more importantly, how can we address this area mm-hmm. so that way we can have peace in our own breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I would see it is just like, Oh, I'm trying to grab this. I'm trying to grab that. And, and yet when I share the six pillars and I go, Oh, well, this is your emotional intimacy that we're really, that I'm really hearing you say there, the li- the eyes sort of light up and they go, Oh wow. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm talking about. Well, there's so much power in being able to name something, right? When you that's are right. able to name mm-hmm what's working really well in your marriage and what you're struggling with, when you're able to put a name on it, then you're actually empowered to do something about it. When you don't have a name, when you're like Tony said, and you're kind of grasping for, for the clouds and your hands are falling through, like something's going on in our marriage, but I can't, I can't pinpoint it. I can't grab it. You feel helpless. And that's why knowing the six is so important. So I'm going to run down them, run. Yes. Run down them for you. First one, emotional intimacy right? That is, that's the connection and closeness that comes th- from your communication. It's, it's that sharing of your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, verbally and non-verbally, because let's face it, we all know what that nonverbal communication looks like. And if we don't get a handle on it, it can definitely go cause all kinds of conversations to just go haywire. Mm-hmm. The next one is your physical intimacy. And this is your connection and closeness through physical touch, non-sexual. Mm-hmm. So when we look at this one, and we would encourage you guys to is how do we how do we touch that's not going to lead to sex and I, and I, and I know this from firsthand because there was a period in our marriage where every time I touched Elisa I could see her eyes rolling because she was just like oh you're touching me just because you want to have sex mm-hmm. and I realized and we I think we both realized in this one when we could actually have physical touch holding hands kissing hugging even just coming up and just touching her in a way that doesn't lead to physical or to lead to sexual intimacy it strengthens us mm-hmm. and allows us to move on and into sexual intimacy 
together and in, in a place where it's just like, it's more vibrant and, and, and passionate. Well, I had a coaching client the other day, you know, first session. And one of the things that, that the husband shared with me is just having that understanding of the difference between physical intimacy and sexual intimacy mm-hmm. has really been like a light bulb moment for not just for him, but for their marriage, mm-hmm. because it's the first time that those concepts, that framework has ever been separated for the two of them. And so they can focus on building both, but not thinking that one is the other and get, and have that be a source of tension in the marriage. Absolutely. Love it. The next one is financial intimacy, right? And this is this is that closeness and connection that comes from really digging into all aspects of your finances. This isn't just, hey, we need to sit down and, and do a budget because your finances, I will tell you, the couple I was talking with the other day, I mean, we're talking car payments, we're talking, you know, getting the nails done, we're talking buying a house and the mortgage and the car payment and insurances and, and all of these different things. Why? Because it all falls into it. And I would even put credit reports in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's so much that goes under in, in that pillar. M- many of us will just look at it from a what's coming in and what's going out. Mm-hmm. And yet when you are honestly talking about it and looking at it together, oh, my gosh, what can, what can happen for you and your marriage? And looking not just a short-term plan, but even your long-term plans. Right. Absolutely. You know, the fourth one is your spiritual intimacy. And this is, this is how the two of you are close and connected through sharing your faith practices. You know, I, I've had couples hop on coaching calls and they're like, Elisa, how do we strengthen this pillar? How do we, how do we pray together? How do we do a devotional together? What does that look like for mm. us to serve together? All of the, you know, you start getting into it because, you know, like so many of these pillars were taught that we should just keep this stuff to ourselves. And yet when the two of you got married and you said your I do's, and I know we've said it before and I will say it again, you said I do to sharing your lives. You did. That was, that was, maybe you didn't say I do, I will share my life with you, but that was the whole implication that you and everybody sitting around you was believing. So sharing your faith journey, what that looks like with your spouse is actually just another way to bring that depth of intimacy into your marriage. Yeah. The next one is, is your recreational intimacy. Mm-hmm. And these are the dates and, and the activities you guys do together. The, the shared fun times, the moments you're creating with one another. And so how are you doing that? From, you know, going on date breakfast to date nights. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going from, you know, getting out and sailing on the water to hiking, I don't know, the back country together or your local park or whatever it may be in between from board games to, you know, axe throwing, which many of you have shared that you love doing and have shared with us. Mm-hmm. What are the dates and the activities you guys are doing that create fun? And, and, and in all honesty, in this one, I really think it's the, the shared moments we get to have with each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the last one is your sexual intimacy. And, and it's, the sixth pillar on purpose in the same way that emotional intimacy is the first pillar. It's not like they they're sequenced, but you know, really your sexual intimacy, all everything that's involved in how the two of you connect sexually. You, you know, I mentioned it earlier, foreplay, initiating romance, the act of sexual intercourse, new positions, toys, loops, all of it, right. That all comes together. But you know, the emotional intimacy and the sexual intimacy are really the two pillars because they're on either side. Those are the two that hold up, mm-hmm. hold and, and allow you to strengthen even the four in the middle, they all work together. They do. And, and I have to tell you that, you know, if this is the first time that you've heard about it, or if you've been, you know, kind of hearing us mention the six pillars before, and you're like, I'm not sure where we stand. 
the first thing that you're going to want to do after you, you know, you've kind of gotten a grasp on what the six are is you're going to want to ask yourselves, where do we have strength? Mm-hmm. And the reason that we tell people to look at where they have strength first is this is so important. I want you to hear this. You got to know where you're strong because where you're strong, you have skills, right? And you can take those skills and, and that success into areas that aren't as strong areas that you want to level up, but you got to know where you're strong first. Mm-hmm. So that you can literally rotate that 60 degrees and go, hey, let's tackle this other intimacy. And, and I want to tell you that the, the book, the Six Pillars of Intimacy book actually has a quiz, a link to a quiz yep. right inside the cover where you can go and take that and you can learn. You can learn where you're strong. Mm-hmm. Because again, we want you to have success. If this framework is going to transform your marriage, you got to know where you're coming from, where you're strong so that you can take those skills and you can take that knowledge and go, wait a minute, this pillar isn't as strong as the other ones. What do we need to do here? Right. And you can go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com to get your book today. And again, the link to the quiz right inside the cover. Right. And finally, you know, we've, we've given them names. You've learned where you're strong. And some of you, even as we were describing them, started to think, you know what, some of these aren't as strong as others. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is important to identify what's got cracks in it. And those, those cracks have names now, right? Like there might be a crack in your financial intimacy pillar, but, but now, now you can actually go after it. You're empowered mm-hmm. because that it's not just like, oh, we can't talk about our money. It's like, no, there's actually, there's a pillar there that has the potential to bring us close. It's got a crack in it. So it's not bringing us close. So now we, we need to go get resourced. So that we can strengthen that or, or we haven't had fun in a really long time. Our recreational intimacy pillar has a crack in it. I can't remember the last time, like this couple, right? That I read the hug first child-free vacation in 10 years, people. First of all, round of applause for that couple. Absolutely. But secondly, think of the memories and the time that got fostered recognizing, you know what? We haven't spent this time together. We haven't made new memories, just you and me in this way for 10 years. Think of what that did for their recreational intimacy pillar when they went on that vacation, right? When you know where the cracks are, when you know the things that haven't been happening, guys, you're empowered to go do something about it. You're empowered to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, I get it. This one's not as strong as the other ones. What can I do? But more importantly, what can I do? And then how do I link arms with my spouse and what can we do together? The, the two of you literally have the power, you know, if I can use an old phrase, to raise the roof on your marriage by strengthening each one of these pillars. Tony's totally laughing at me that I just said raise the roof. He was yeah. trying to hold it in, so I'm just going to call it out. <laughs> this is real world, was, you that guys. That hilarious. Because it just, it was there. And you sometimes when it's there, I just got to say it. Got to say it. Because you matter so much. Yeah. You, you do. Do, well, No, I meant them. Yeah. They, oh, okay. I, know, I, they, I thought you they, were. They I, do. I, I, I thought you were. We, we don't do. We do. We do what we do is because we want to bless the one family, and it starts back again from when we started in 2010, and you know when we started this podcast, it was the impact one marriage. Mm-hmm. And I look at this book now, and I and I think about the six pillars of intimacy and the life work that we've taken and the journey we've been on, and really, it is my my prayer. And what I'm pressing into, and I and I would think Elisa is as well, that you pick this up and there's a shift. Mm-hmm. There's a shift that's going to happen. And I'm believing that. Mm-hmm. I'm believing there's going to be a shift in so many marriages because now you get to look at your marriage from a completely different framework. 
that allows you to strengthen each pillar, mm-hmm. identify cracks, strengthen them. Hey, you're going to ebb and flow. Seasons are going to happen in your life. So don't don't think just because you strengthen one now, it's going to be strengthened for, for five years. Things may happen. Things may happen in each one of those. But now you can look at it and go, hey, you know what? We've been doing stuff really good over here. Now we can do it on this one. Absolutely. And, and they're going to ebb and flow. So as Elisa said, get the book. Get the book now, sixpillarsofintimacy.com. You can grab it, get and take that quiz. It's it's free. Go do it. You're going to be surprised at what you learn about yourselves and your marriage. And we can't wait to hear your hugs about what the Six Pillars of Intimacy are doing for you. So make sure you send those in, mm-hmm. hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We are truly pressing in and we are believing for your marriage. We get behind these microphones because we want to encourage you, infuse hope. And most of all, we want to see you guys have the breakthrough that in the extraordinary marriage you desire. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.